Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Locals Podcast. It's your girl Allison on the mic, and today is Monday. If you're listening to this on Monday, happy Monday for all those loyal listeners. I see you guys. You guys are awesome. You listen to it the minute that it releases, which is usually early in the morning, which just means that you guys are dedicated. So thank you for all of the loyal listeners. Thank you if you just listen to the podcast or you are new to the podcast since you realized I'm interviewing Kazim. Kazim is honestly a fan favorite Anyone that knows Kazim knows that he's an amazing person and I wanted to intro him before we get into the bulk of the episode because Kazim is one of my closest friends. We've known each other ever since elementary school and it's not like one of those relationships where you were in elementary school and then you got to high school and it was a high buy situation. No, Kazim and I have maintained constant communication from the moment that we were in elementary school to just the depths and dark parts of high school and now that we're in college obviously we are still very close we live in the same hometown so he's just going to be one of my forever friends I really really believe that and I am so excited for you guys to get to know him he's such a dope person he's a youtuber his youtube channel honestly guys is taken off if you want some premium content head over to zeem the dream we talk about the youtube channel in the episode as well he gives really helpful advice for those that are wanting to start a youtube channel he talks about money he talks about how you need to be consistent he talks about the type of content that he produces so it's just a really good episode i think many of you guys are going to enjoy it and with that i think that if you can send it to someone that you feel would benefit from this i think anyone honestly could benefit from this episode since it's so laid back it's very conversational it's two friends just catching up to be quite honest and obviously filling in anyone else that does not know who Kazim is so if you know of anyone a family member a friend whoever it is send them the link and let's spread the community I'm really excited for you guys to be listening to this episode it really means a lot this podcast is growing and I see the numbers increasing which is really wild to say I think we're almost at 4k downloads which is wild to think 4,000 people hit the download button wild 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 so I am so blessed by you guys I'm blessed by the people that just come and listen to one episode whether it be a friend that they know came on whatever it is I'm so thankful for everyone that has contributed to this community but with that being said I also wanted to talk about just future guests before we get into the episode with Kazim I am looking for future guests, so if you know of anyone within your realm, maybe you have a friend, maybe you have a family member, I would love for them to come onto the podcast. So shoot me a DM and tell me a little bit about the person, maybe give me their Instagram or whatever form of communication they prefer, 
and I will definitely look into it. I'm super excited. I'm looking for a couple people that are student athletes. I'm looking for a lot of people that are post-grad actually. I think that it's really cool to just learn about what happens after you graduate college because I know if you're anything like me, a junior in college, you're starting to realize like, wow, I only have one more year left that I I mean insanity just because coronavirus definitely took a hold on our you know junior year festivities and the college experience but nonetheless I want to make the most out of it and I want to be prepared for when I do graduate so if you know of anyone within those two categories that would be like five out of five but if you just know someone that's dope and doing something really cool also hit me up but um with that being said I want to get into the episode I hope you guys enjoy this episode it's a really good one and share it with a friend hey Kazim hey Ellison what's going on you know I'm super excited to be on the locals podcast you feel I'm excited me? Like- too I'm excited yeah. y'all this has been a long time in the making I wanted Kazim to come on um, when we weren't in a pandemic, but obviously the world just seems like it's kind of not coming back in shape the way that we want it to. So we're doing it over Zoom, but I'm super hyped and I am excited for you guys to hear this episode. Kazim and I have known each other for how long? We've known each other since elementary school. Like it's been a minute. And, you know, I've, I've been supporting the Locals podcast since it started. So I've just, when Allison asked me to do this, I was like, oh, this is what we're doing? Yeah. Like, I'm excited. Let's do it. Let's you know, I was super hyped and just really happy to be a part of, you know, the greatness that she has going on with the Locals podcast. Stop, so, yeah, Kazeem. Stop. And we're going to get into so much about Kazim as well. I actually had Kazim's sister on the podcast before I even had Kazim, which was kind of funny now that I think about it, because I've known Kazim the longest but I've also known Kubi because she's just been a mentor but I am like we said really excited for this podcast I wish we could have been doing it in person but I know that things are different but Kazim has he has been blowing up recently and he's on the high path of just success right now so I was like okay we need to get Kazim on before he blows up and forgets about me so but but I was all like you know what we got to get Kazim on but before we get into everything about you Kazim we obviously want everyone to just get to know you a little better so if you can intro yourself that would be nice for sure. What's up, everybody? My name is Kazim Salam. I'm 20 years old, and I'm a computer science student at the University of California, Irvine. And I'm also a content creator heavily on YouTube. So that's just a little bit about me. I pretty much grew up in the IE, Riverside Local. So yeah. Yeah, exactly what he said, Riverside Local. And we have gone through every, well, not every stage, because obviously he goes to a different university and we're going to get into that. But we have known each other for some some long years because even seen the ups and the downs. But I really am just happy that we're obviously still friends, even in the midst of this pandemic. How has this pandemic been treating you, Kazim? Well, honestly, you know, like everybody in the beginning, I feel like it was a little bit rocky at first, like just Mm -hmm. adjusting to everything with school, you know, like when we, when I first came into the pandemic, it was like, um, 
I moved home and stuff, but I still had to like worry about the last quarter of my second year. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of that transition and having to focus was uh, something that I had to like figure out on my own and kind of adjust with. But honestly, as of late, I've pretty much accepted our situation and just tried to make the best out of it and just schedule my life around like, you know, what can I do? I'm in the house, but like, how can I still be productive and, you know, still get everything that I have to get done? So I've been pretty cool and I've just been working on myself as of lately and just doing things that I'm interested in, things that I enjoy. So yeah, it's been, I've been having a great time, honestly. I know it's crazy to think like, obviously just what we're in, but I'm also kind of like Kazim where it was really rocky in the beginning, but I feel like I accepted it. And now that I've accepted it, I've been able to just improve different levels of my life, aspects of my life that I was like, man, like I didn't like how I did this and I really want to learn how to do this. So it has been a really good time for self-reflection and being able to like evaluate and then also move on but what has been some of your like go-to things to do because Kazim you you inspire me so I really want to know because you've used this quarantine to your advantage yeah well some of the go-to things that I've just been doing um you know I've been into meditation recently and I know you know I know that's a little bit (laughs) different yeah but um just you know mental health it doesn't have to be like you know every single day but you know, once, twice a week, little steps like that, I've been like meditating in the morning. And that's been helping me just like, kind of set up my day, you know, like, not all the time, like I wake up, I have to immediately jump to my phone, jump to social media, just take a moment, relax, and just, you know, reflect on, you know, what you what what goals do you have today? What do you want to get accomplished? Stuff like that is what I've been doing. That's one thing that I have for sure been doing during this quarantine. Another thing that I've been doing is just working out more, um, just incorporating that into my week. It's just something that I've just been on top of and just eating better. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you, like my sister put me on like oh, really? uh, beginning of June. Yeah, beginning of June, I started this uh, June challenge where I was not gonna eat any processed foods. So it was like everything that I was eating, I was making myself. So. One, that was improving my cooking skills like as an individual. And then two, I was eating much more healthier than what I was eating because you know me, I was I just be eating whatever. Like I would, you know, I wouldn't eat too crazy, but I would like, you know, be eating out, be doing, you know, all types of things. But being able to um, you know, just take those little steps and meal prepping, different stuff like that, it's just been getting my life in order if I'm being real. So yeah. Okay, wait. So let's let's start from the meditation. Do you have like an app that you use or is it just like YouTube? Yes. How do you do it? Yes. So Headspace, look, I literally just went on an app store. I looked up Meditate. Headspace was one of the first apps that I saw. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just download it. And then ever since then, uh, you just click the app and then it just, there's different sessions on it. Obviously they have like a more premium one, mm-hmm. but it's like, I just have the like lower level Headspace app mm-hmm. and then I'm just, you know. I just click on it. You could choose how long you want it. Three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes. I usually just do like the three minute one and then just go from there. See, I think that meditation is a really good thing to practice just because obviously our world is like a dark place right now. People are sad. People are grieving and it can be really easy to 
take onto your phone the minute that you wake up or, you know, throughout the day you're on your phone. And I even was watching one of your YouTube videos and you were like, okay, like I try to implement meditating or just whatever you consider meditating in your life. And I really thought that was cool because I was like, first of all, I need to do that. Like I need to slow down step back because it's really easy to just give in and be like man like I'm consumed with just like the busyness of life and I'm never Mm -hmm. taking time to just like slow down you know be at ease with my thoughts all of those things so I really like that and I know that there's like also different YouTube videos for people if you want to do like I know there's like this thing called guided meditation that I've actually done it's you know YouTube videos you can find so those are also good I definitely agree with that. Like, and honestly, I had like one of those low points during quarantine where I was like, look, I can't do anything. Like, I don't feel like going on social media. I don't feel like doing anything. So I really just had to take a break. And I was just like taking a week out of my life and just not doing anything, just relaxing, focusing on me. And then that's when I opened up to meditation. And, you know, it is really cool. Like, I do definitely, you know, recommend it for anybody who's just trying to try something. Just try something new. I highly recommend it. But also, because I know that's crazy to think. The last time that I saw you was in June because you were practicing the whole, like, I'm not eating processed foods. So how Mm -hmm. did that, like, entire month go? Bro, like, okay, I'm being real with you. Like, I feel like that literally changed, like, my whole lifestyle. My whole lifestyle, (laughs) I'm telling you. like. Because um, it's that was in June, but I still like continue the practices that I did in June up mm-hmm. until now, and I feel like I'm just gonna continue um, doing that because it was mainly like learning about nutrition. I never really knew a lot about nutrition, like what you should eat, you know, carbs, um, protein, all of that. I didn't know anything about that really. I was just eating whatever and working out, and you know, that was just like the result. But um, actually learning about nutrition and learning about things that are good for your body, what you can eat. And the crazy part about it is like, you can eat all of these things and some of the stuff will be, even though it's like healthy, it'll still be good. Like it'll still be tasting really good. So it's just about, you know, learning more about it for me. Learning how to cook. I feel like Mm -hmm. that also really taught you, like you already knew how to cook, but it just elevated your, Mm -hmm. you know, exactly. So I, I, I remember when you did that and I was like, man, Kazim, because we hung out, obviously, and we wanted to go to eat outside. We wanted to go to a yeah. restaurant. And obviously my friends, just notoriously, like our friend group is, <laughs> we're a healthier friend group when it comes yeah, to Yeah, we are. Like I, you know, I talked to my mom about it and I'm just like, yeah, like my friends, like we have some people that just stray away from meat, some people that can't eat red meat or whatever the case is, dairy, all of those things. And we kind of had to like all come together and be like, okay, well, this menu seems like it'll fit everybody. <laughs> so it really sure. is like that. You got to compromise. And in the end of the day, food can still taste good if you're not eating like, I don't know, just regular fast food restaurants that we tend to go to. But mm-hmm. um, with just the aspect of our life being kind of busy before quarantine was a thing I want to know a little bit just about like your Irvine life was there like some places that you would highly recommend people to go to once the world looks a little bit normal Mm -hmm. definitely I would say the Irvine spectrum is definitely a really nice place to visit it was one of the very um 
you know, the bigger spots that I visited um, when I first got at UCI and, you know, the Irvine Life. And it's just a really dope, um, you know, shopping center, mm -hmm. entertainment center. You know, there's movies, there's different outlets, stuff like that. So it's just, it's a really dope place to just visit um, with friends. It's huge. Like, it's absolutely mm -hmm. huge. And it's just a good spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they have so many shops there. It's insane, y'all. Like, if you ever want something to do that's like closer to the beach so you don't have like this excruciating hot heat that we got here in the IE, I would recommend like going out to the Irvine Spectrum because you guys can shop, you can get something to eat, there's movies, then the beach is like what, maybe like 20 minutes away? So yeah, like the beach is like 15 minutes away. There's Newport, Huntington, different beaches, mm -hmm. so it's not far. And another thing is I would suggest like, if you're into this, a lot of people are into boba, mm -hmm. coffee drinking. So there's a whole bunch of like coffee shops around Irvine. And I personally, I'm not a coffee drinker like that. But you know, like our friend Emma, you know, yeah. she loves um, venturing now going to different coffee shops. And there's a bunch of coffee shops in Irvine for sure. I didn't even realize, you know what? I got to get Emma on this podcast sure. because- Shout out to Emma. Shout out to Emma. Shout out to Emma. <laughs> Emma has been doing the thing, going to these coffee shops during yeah. this time because I never realized how many coffee shops there were in Irvine until homegirl mm -hmm. would be like, I'm here today. I was like, what? And they yeah. all seem really cool guys for you guys to visit. So I'll definitely be getting her on the podcast so she can share all of that. But I wanted to, to shout out a small business, which is a business that one of my good old friends made. It's called Painted Postcards. And the cool thing about what she does is she actually makes these little postcard-like um, little images where she actually paints it and it's really cool because she tries to do things like you'll give her a picture and she will replicate that picture she just won't have the faces on it so it'll just be like your outline of your body but it's really cool I'll post it on the locals Instagram I'm always willing to shout out people's small businesses especially since I know small businesses are taking a hit right now and I just want to be there to support so check out That's the cool. painted postcards yeah for sure okay so let's get into Kazim let's get into the college life let's hear a little bit more obviously you mentioned you go to UCI you're a computer science major but let's kind of rewind and talk about how you got to that point of like choosing that major. What did that look like? So for me, ever since I was like younger, computer programming has, I've always like had an interest in that. Like um, I remember my dad was like the first person to really like introduce that type of stuff to me. And then it was like, it started off with like just creating websites. Like he's like, you know, you could do this on your own. Like you could make this website on your own. I was like, oh, okay, let me check it out. And I would use like different programs to build the website. And then that transferred over to learning like different languages, like HTML, like, you know, hello world, creating different websites, stuff like that. And then from there, it was just always like in the back of my mind, like I have an interest in this type of stuff. And then as like we neared like, you know, cho choosing our different college, choosing our major, that's when I, you know, had to buckle down and say, you know, what do I actually like? And I knew that I actually liked computer programming. Like I had an interest in that. 
So after like learning more, watching more videos about computer science, I thought that that would be the best major for me because computer science is very broad. Like if, you don't, if you're unsure, like you wanna be specific, like I wanna go for software engineering, you can also go for computer science and you can learn, you know, pretty much everything. You can learn about, you know, the history and, you know, learn about different um, coding languages, stuff like that. So I thought that was perfect for me. And I knew that, you know, if I wanted to be an engineer in the end, I could still do that with the computer science major. So, that's yeah. awesome. And that's good to know for anyone that's considering computer computer um, science, because I at first thought like, oh, computer science, like you said, is pretty broad. Is that something that people could go into? For example, like you said, software engineering, can they mm-hmm. still go into software engineering even if they are a computer science major? Yeah. So like a lot of software engineers have computer science majors, degrees. Oh, so that's something that I figured out like through research and stuff like that. But yeah, you can go for software engineering as a major or you can go for computer science. And you can, the end goal, if you're trying to be a software engineer, you could still go at it like that through either way. For so sure. that's something that, you know. Well, was there a school that you had in mind when we were seniors? Because I know that you're obviously a part of like the UC umbrella, but you go to UC Irvine. Was there a school that you were like looking for? Or why did you choose UCI? You know, I actually really wanted to get go to UCLA and it wasn't necessarily for computer science. It was just because I liked UCLA, you know, yeah. pretty much like everybody. Mm-hmm. But um, after like this, after like having to choose and everything, um UC and not getting into UCLA of course um UCI was the best decision for me because um for me it was between UCI and UCR and I just you know I wanted to branch out I wanted to go to you know a different city I wanted to be in Irvine as opposed to Riverside so that was like the major factors for me and also UCI is known for computer science. So it was just kind of like, wow, this is perfect for me. Like they have their own school of computer science, which a lot of UCs do not. Like, I think they're actually the only one that have their own school of computer science. So it was actually, you know, best to go to UCI for computer science. And it's actually super competitive if we being real at computer science or at UCI for computer science. So um, yeah, it was the best option for me. I'm glad I chose UCI. Definitely. Okay, so you talk about the competitiveness. Like, how is it? Is it just, like, cutthroat? Nobody wants to help each other? No, no, no. Okay, honestly, what I mean by competitiveness, I mean just mainly getting into the classes. Like, so many students want to get into the classes. So many students want to be a computer science major. So it's just competitive to get sort of that slot. But as far as like the community and and as far as like helping each other out, everybody's really friendly at UCI. And that's something that I have noticed. Like everybody's willing to help you. They're not like super cutthroat. Like I'm not gonna, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna mess up the curve. Like I'm not gonna help you out. They're not like that. They're very willing to help out. So yeah, I know for me, because I had to make that switch. Like I got into UCI as undeclared oh. and I had to make that switch to go to computer science. So that was, was a whole that, process. How was that switch? That switch was a whole nother difficult process because the thing is like in order to switch from undeclared to computer science, you have to have um, certain classes that you have to take. And the thing is, those classes are restricted for major only. So in order to get into them, you have to wait till after 
the majors get them, then you can, you know, fight for the rest of the remaining slots. And, you know, I actually got extremely lucky. Like people were telling me this was unheard of, but I actually got all of the classes that I needed up until like the end of the year. So it was just up to me to get the grades that I needed in order to apply and make the switch. And by the end of my first year, I was able to get into computer science. So Wow, that's insane, Kazim. I mean, is there any kind of like tips you have for anyone? Because I know that's not like, that's not unique just to computer science majors. That's across the board for UC schools, just public schools. Like how would you suggest students that are undeclared, but then they figure out, oh no, I want to be in this major how do you think that they should go about it? I honestly think they should definitely talk to their counselors. I know with it's always different timing with everybody. They might figure out what they want to do, you know, towards the end of their first year or, you know, beginning of their second year. So it just depends. But when they do figure out what they want to do, I suggest they talk to um, the counselor for that school or the counselor that they have so that they can, you know, start taking the necessary steps to, you know, get in those classes and apply to the mm -hmm. major. See, that, that's definitely helpful. And I know that it can be hard getting in contact with your counselors. Honestly, it's not, well, it's not as bad, honestly. Like, I feel like everybody's assigned to, especially in the beginning, everybody's assigned to a counselor. So you can just make an appointment. It's not too bad. So yeah. okay, it's that's just a matter of you taking those steps and doing what you got to do. Yeah. It, I mean, to like, honestly wrap that up on just like finding classes and getting into classes, it can be difficult, but I really think if you make the time to even email your counselor with your concerns or better yet, try to get a interview with them, I guarantee you, you'll have some more clarity on just like, okay, I'm on the right track rather than be like, I'm just winging this. I plan my own sure. schedule. So it, it really is about the effort that you put in for sure. But how has this tackle or how have you been tackling remote learning during this transition? Remote learning, I feel like it's all about scheduling to me. I try and just pretend like it's real, like it's real class. Like yeah. that's the best way to go about it. I feel like for me, because um, that's what like, makes me as focused as I can be, knowing that, you know, I have class right now, so I need to do this. And I just try and, you know, move around. I don't try and like stay in the same spot all the time. Like, you know, I'll move my workspace so that, you know, it's, it doesn't get too repetitive. Um, and that's honestly like how I've just been going about it. Just making sure that, you know, I'm treating it like it's real because at the end of the day it is, I still got to get you know, the grades, I, whatever grade I get is still going to be the grades that I get. So I have to make sure, you know, this is like something I still focus on. How was this last quarter for you? The last quarter was a struggle. I'm going to be real. The last quarter, especially towards the end, it was a struggle because you had a lot going on in the world. Aside from the pandemic, you had a lot of stuff going on with Black Lives Matter. I know you did um, like a few uh, or a couple of Black Lives Matter podcasts where you talk about that type of stuff. But just, it was really rough, I feel like, because everybody was, like, on vacation, but I was still having finals. I still had to study for finals. I still had to focus on school. And um, it was really rough just having to sit there and focus, like, actually be like, I can't think about what's going on in the world right now. I really have to focus for school. And it was the last thing on my mind. School yeah. was the last thing on my mind. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. 
now that you even mentioned that, I do remember you guys were in the midst of finals when mm-hmm. the Black Lives Matter um, movement obviously got because it was already like i mentioned in all my other episodes it's already been a thing but this year has just highlighted how much we you know need a movement and i don't even know how you tackled that like trying to like disconnect and then be like okay i'm still a student and i still got finals that's wild to me and then the funny thing is my teachers were like okay you know, we, it's not like we're oblivious to what's going on. We know what's going on. So what they said is they, they would say, like, you know, if you did well on your midterm, you know, that could, um, that could fix your score. But the problem was I didn't do good on my midterm like that. So I had to still take the final. You so it was just like I low-key had to, you know, I just had to suck it up and do what I had to do. But, yeah, it was like I feel like every, I really um, sometimes with everybody who was in that, position because we really just had to literally pick ourselves up and just get through it you know what I'm saying yeah you guys really did and I applaud you for just even still like everyone that is back to school it's a struggle being at home and being like okay this is my dorm this is my office this is my study my lecture so it it's I see you guys what has been I guess one of your biggest struggles being a black computer science major um, I would say one of the biggest struggles is just that there's not a lot of people like you in the field. And that's mm. pretty much it. That's just it. There's just not a lot of students who are Black and also a computer science major. So um, that's like the only struggle that I see. Sometimes you feel like, you know, you're in a class, like 300 plus students, and you're the only one. And it's like, do I even belong here? You start questioning yourself. You know, at some points you would doubt yourself, but you got to know that you're there for a reason. Like you are meant to be there. You are doing great. You're doing fine. You know, you just got to push through and stay focused and you could, you know, you'll move past it. And I would say that's the, that's pretty much the only thing. We just need more, you know, we need more African-Americans in these fields and we need more interest. Like, cause what a lot of people don't know is like, yes, um computer science could be difficult but like you know college is difficult it's honestly not that bad it's honestly pretty fun when you get to knowing you know you know the ins and the outs it's honestly not that bad so it's like we just need more people interested in it to you know actually want to do it because i'm sure if like we get people interested in it you know we could dominate the field you know what i'm saying exactly so it's just about that and but as far as like you know challenges um within the work um, it's not bad like that's just up to me but that's the only thing that I see is. for sure for sure mm-hmm. I mean in terms of just your classes because I know if you really want to see a really good like look of just like what Kazim's life looks like obviously go to his YouTube because he has a vlog mm-hmm. that's dedicated to this but in terms of just being in class is it kind of like you're just one in hundreds or what is it like what is the ratio well I'll give you an example for me one of the classes that I took it was just literally me <laughs> like there was like 400 students in that class and it was just like I was the only black student in that class and I don't really necessarily look at that as something that I should be sad about yeah. if anything that just motivates me to want to do better and to want to you know represent you know who I am um, who we are you know as a whole but um it's not 
it's not like I'm not, you know, it's not like I'll be there suffering in class. Like I'm happy. Like I'm happy in my space. <laughs> I'm enjoying yeah. my time. Like I'm trying to make new friends. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm never, you know, not open to making new friends. None, none of that. Like it's all positive energy and I'm just, you know, navigating, living my life. Um, but that is just like a slight, I noticed that like, oh, I'm the only, I'm the only black kid in this class. <laughs> you know, and yeah. that's the same even with me, like going back to school, um, this mm -hmm. go round for this semester, I was quickly reminded when I hopped on my Zooms, I was all like, oh yeah, like I'm the only black face on this Zoom call. <laughs> but, and yeah. I don't, I'm very similar to Kazim, I don't view it as, oh, this is depressing. Let me like drop out or let me just like not have a positive attitude about this. If anything, mm -hmm. it proves a point why I'm here. You know, there's a reason why I'm majoring in what I'm majoring in. There's a reason why Kazim's at the university he's at as well. And it's because we all at the same we're all on the same level you know you don't have to compete with the person that's next to you or beside you or whatever the case may be you just have to realize that you have the worth and you have the smarts to be there too Absolutely. you don't have to you know you don't have to be like oh man like I'm the only black student so I gotta carry the entire weight of the black community no like <laughs> no. you just you just have to embrace the season that you're in embrace your fellow classmates because odds are especially if you're going to a pretty inclusive college I feel like I'm not speaking for every college but for the most part people within your major you flock with them you know you recognize their you know their faces when you have different lectures with them different classes you may study with them and they're there to support you and obviously the ones that aren't there to support you don't even be their friend but you have to realize that you can find people in your major that are there for you they may not look like you but they want you to be successful too so for sure. yeah for sure. it's crazy but I mean how has just been like the social aspect at UC like how has that been in terms of finding friends well actually let's talk about I don't even know why I didn't put this on the notes but let's <laughs> talk about your experience freshman year when you were in the black dormitory oh okay yeah the black scholars house so that was honestly a great experience because you know UCI as a whole there's only two there's less than um three percent black people mm -hmm. so it's already off the bat you know majority of the people are not going to be black mm -hmm. so having living in the black scholars house it was great because you know i was surrounded by people who look like me and you know they were great like some some people uh, one other people not one other person in the house you know she was also a computer science major so we clicked right off the bat too and we were able to you know talk about classes talk about things are going on and it was just great like even though um you know i would be out and about going to classes and i felt like you know there wasn't a lot of black people i would at least be coming home to a house filled with black people and it was great it was black excellence everywhere and you know they were great honestly and everybody comes from like different backgrounds mm -hmm. so just hearing their stories hearing their experiences that honestly made my year what it was like i had a great year my first year like i felt right at home I felt great and it just made me it, it pretty much just made it me feel like um you know UCI is definitely the place for me 
Yes, and I even went and visited Kazim as well one day. Yeah. It was awesome, guys. Like, it was just really cool to see, obviously, that many Black people, but Black people that were actively in college studying. It was just awesome to just be in an environment, like Kazim said, Black excellence to its fullest. Like, I felt so liberated when I was there just visiting. And then I got to see just all of the people that lived there. I got to see his uh, do- or his roommate. It was just really cool to, you know, be in that environment because that's definitely different than the university that I'm at. So it's cool. But for those that may like be interested in something like that, how did you find out that they had a Black Scholars House? So UCI actually emailed me because UCI has this thing for incoming freshmen. Um, I believe it's called like Black Celebrate, UCI Black Celebrate, something like that. But it's an event that they pretty much host for um, Black students. And it's before, you know, you you um, certify that you're going to UCI or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, I went to that event. And then there is where they talked about the Black Scholars House and everything. And, you know, it's crazy because I was not going to be in the Black Scholars House at all. Like, I literally was not going to do it. And then, like, last minute I applied. And it was just, like, on a whim. And then I ended up, it ended up being, like, one of the best decisions that I made for that first year. So, yeah. That's wild. Okay, I know that you mentioned that you also found a friend that was a girl that also was in computer science. So one of the questions that we got was just like, how do you feel about women being in the computer science realm or just coding in general? Yeah, so um, I feel like with women, that's its own separate thing. You know, that's a pretty underrepresented group as well. Like, um, you know, women in STEM is like, you know, now nowadays it's like it's more awareness and people are, you know, advocating for that more. Mm-hmm. So you have more, you know, women want to, wanting to be a part of, you know, computer science and to be a part of all of these STEM uh, majors. But, you know, I definitely like I encourage it. I feel like, you know, more women, you know, as much as I was encouraging more like black people, I encourage, you know, all people, more women, everybody, you know, to take an interest in CS because I love CS, honestly. computer science is fun to me I definitely you know think everybody should at least you know learn about it see what it really is about you know Mm -hmm, that's for sure well just like obviously being a minority in a campus I really want to know like what kind of resources do you get at your campus whether it be computer science based whether it be racially based or just academically like what does your school have to offer well, one thing that UCI has is a Black Resource Center. And that's honestly, I've been there. I always go there like two, three times a week. I'm at the Black Resource Center. And just because it's a nice chill spot on campus and it's very convenient, like you can chill, you can do homework, you can study. It's a great space for that. You're surrounded again by people of color, you know what I'm saying? So then um, uh, they also have like resources like printing and, you know, free printing. And that's something that, you know, a lot of people don't get. And they have free scantrons, free food, free snacks, just different stuff to like really make you feel at home. And it's like, it really just does like help you out a lot. That's awesome. I I know that it's been featured in some of your vlogs too. So yeah, it's really sure. cool because 
it's very similar to what I did my first two years in college, which was our student government. We had an office. Mm -hmm. It was completely student ran and we gave free prints to anyone that was an undergrad. We had different like resources, whether that be, you know, opportunities for them to excel on campus different club opportunities we gave out little freebies like it would whether it be like oh here's a free highlighter stuff like that so it's awesome to hear that they have something that caters to just like black students because that's Mm -hmm. something that Zeta and I actually talked about in our podcast together about being black and white spaces and we were talking about like we don't have, you know, a Black Resource Center. So it's really cool to hear that, you know, UCI just, they coming up with that. I think that's awesome. And aside from that, you know, you might not have like a resource center, but hopefully, you know, if there's like clubs that you can get involved in, you know, we have a BSU on our campus. We have an NSA, Nigerian Student Association. And for my major specifically, you know, we have some we have Nesby on our campus, National Society of Black Engineers, and it's like different, you know, engineering majors, computer science, chemical engineering, all of those majors coming together and they can help you out with like, you know, landing internships, just learning more information about different things. And that is also, you know, super useful as a minority and as a, you know, a black student, black computer science major. A black student, that's for sure. Well, Kazim, you know I gotta ask because I always ask you. How's the dating on campus? The dating life on campus? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, like any college pretty much, I feel like that's definitely something that, you know, people engage in. They, you know, trying to form new relationships, meeting new people. So it's honestly, UCI is just like any other campus in that aspect. And they definitely have like different social events with just, um, you know, where you can actually meet new people and you know, get to know each other. So yeah, it's pretty much similar. It's not, it's not like, because uh, I know UCSD, which is UC San Diego, that uh-huh. they get a bad rep of being UC socially dead. So UCI <laughs> doesn't have that like, mm, it, it's kind of like, is it closed off people? No? Well, okay. UCI is very like laid back. That's yeah. one thing that I would say. It's like very chill, laid back. So it's like, you just got to be that type of person. You know what I'm saying? You got to be you know, getting involved, you you down to meet new people, you know, sort of like that. You know, there's dating apps too for, you know, if, you know, I know people okay, use yes. Tinder, you know, trying to find, meet new people, stuff like that. You can find them on campus. So just, you know, it's just about really like, like how you go about it and how you engage. But like UCI is on the laid back side, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even when I visited, I was just like, it's very, I mean, even though when you visit a campus, you can't be like, oh, I feel all the vibes. I know exactly what this school's about. But it just gives me a vibe where like people are there to like work, go to school. Yeah, like for sure. That's kind of like on the back end. They'll be like, yeah, like I'll go to a party, a frat party or a sorority. Like they'll do all that. But, and that's also something big that's on your campus. Like I heard that you can't get to any parties if you're not in a frat yeah that's something that it is like you know main like i'm talking about parties every week you have to be like a frat sorority stuff like that but as far as like you know little parties here and there like if your friends throwing one or something like that you can always like engage in that but like yeah like parties every week back to back to back where it's like huge amounts of people nah you have to be in like a frat or sorority 
Dang, yeah, I'm, it's crazy that you picked that up, though, because, yeah, UCI is very laid back. It seems like, dang, like, y'all here strictly for work only. Like, it's almost like that in a way. But there are people who definitely do have fun and, you know, disengage. Because yeah. it's crazy because I've also visited, I visited UCLA multiple times with various mm-hmm. friends. And it's crazy even the dynamic at UCLA compared to UCI. Because mm-hmm. UCLA... I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm at a college, but I also feel like this is fun. Like, oh, what uh-huh. you doing tonight? Like, there's constantly things happening at that school. First of all, the school yeah. is huge and it's in LA. So it's like notoriously that's going to happen. It's going to be a more social school. But UCI, it, it low-key kind of reminds me in ways of CBU because I feel like <laughs> everyone there kind of is like, okay, I'm going to go to school and then for nightlife, I'm going to go off campus, whether that be the beach, whether that be to you guys have so many malls surrounding you guys, like things yeah. of that sort. So if anyone is considering UCI, it's a nice school, though, I really have to admit. Yeah, I really like it a lot. Honestly, the campus is beautiful. That's one thing, you know, I love about it. It's beautiful. It's a really nice campus. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, because I don't think I ever asked you, like, what are your dream goal in term of like wanting to have a specific profession like what what do you envision yourself becoming so I want to be a software engineer um after college so I'm going to be you know in that field I'm gonna be a software engineer for I want to be um one for like any startup company in Los Angeles or in Irvine um that's where I see myself at you know, a company that's like, you know, helping out people, giving back to people, something in that realm. Um, and then also like in the near future, one of my goals is to get a master's. I don't know if that's going to be, you know, um, soon, but I know that in some jobs they can, you know, pay for that. And that's pretty expensive, you know, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Kazim, why are our minds the same? <laughs> I literally, because in terms of just like my life too, because I've been thinking about it, I've been talking to my friends, they're like, so do you want to get a master's? I'm like, you know, it would be really cool if I could land a job and they could possibly pay for that master's. Exactly. I'd be like, yeah. Because at first it was like, I'm going to get a master's right after college. Like it's going to be like five years on the set I'm spending to get that extra master's, right? But like learning more about it you know the tests you have to take you know the money that's involved it's like whoa like I need to you know figure out what I want to do but yeah it's just something in the future I definitely see myself getting a master's I know we'll see it's crazy to think that we really are almost done with just our (laughs) bachelor's degree where did the time go bro where did the time go that's crazy but you know what else where did the time go that youtube channel yeah i mean you've been working on that for years kazim yeah i have so i was talking to you about that a little bit earlier like i've been on youtube for over three years but it's crazy because like like two of those years two and a half of those years i was not really consistent so it's like I was just doing what I liked, which was like, you know, making videos occasionally and just putting it out for fun. It was nothing really like super serious. It was just kind of like, this is a hobby. I'm just doing this for fun. I don't really care like who's watching, who's liking. It's just a hobby. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't until like I got to college towards like my end of like my first year 
that I really, really actually started making videos like, you know, and starting to, you know, say, I want to post every week, every month, stuff like that, and really getting like sort of a schedule going. So that's one thing about my channel for sure. For sure. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit more about your channel. How'd you start? What type of content you make? So I started in high school. I just wanted to, you know, like I said, just kind of put content out there, just be fun and free, creative, all of that. And then um, as I like transitioned into college, I was like, okay, let me, you know, I'm at UCI. Let me, let me, um, you know, put out some UCI content for other people to see. And that was honestly, you know, that idea was sort of what like kind of changed it from my YouTube channel and sort of like took it in a different direction because suddenly uh, I was posting this video and then all these people were like, whoa, like I saw this video, like this video helped me out. Like, I didn't know you could edit. I didn't know you could make YouTube videos and stuff like that. So it was just like, whoa. So I just started dishing out different content after that. And it was like more school related and college related and lifestyle related. So that's why I sort of took my channel, um, took it like about, I decided to make like lifestyle and college related content. And, um, you know, the videos kind of took off, like, especially the first UCI video that I ever made, it kind of took off and it's still like, is growing like exponentially. I think it's like over 8,000 views right now, which is kind of slight, but it's like crazy to think like, you know, 18,000 people, like, are you kidding me? That's a lot of people. Yeah. And a lot of people on UCI's campus will be like, oh yeah, I saw your video. Like, um, yeah, one freshman, I'm telling you, Allison, one freshman, I was in the dining hall and she was like, I know you. She was like, you have a YouTube channel. And she was like, you really, she was like, you really helped me make my decision. Wow. And I was like, wow. I was like, I did not know that at all. And then another instance, I was walking and this lady and her son were walking and she stopped me and she was like, whoa, you're cousin. She was like, you don't know how much your videos helped me and my son who's trying to be a computer science major. And I was like, whoa, like, that's when I knew, like, it was actually making an impact and it was actually helping people out. And I was like, you know, that's great because I've always wanted to help people and I've always saw myself, you know, whatever I do, I'm going to help people out. And just the fact that, you know, making my little fun videos and editing them up and, you know, just have presenting it out that way, it was helping people. It really did mean a lot to me. And it's something that I wanted to continue to do. Yeah, no, for sure. And like you said, it it has taken off. But what are some of your favorite videos to make, like content creation? I really love making vlogs. Like, I really just like making, you know, whether it's when it was when I was pre-COVID at school, I really liked making just UCI vlogs and just, you know, filming my day, getting ready, going to class, you know, any activities that I was doing. That's something that I really do like to make. And even at home, I've been, you know, I had a quarantine series that I launched and stuff like that. Just different quarantine videos of how I'm going about my day and stuff like that. And that's for sure has been uh, some of the type of content that I love to make yeah, vlogs. For sure. How, okay, so when you started from the beginning, what was your parents' take on you being on YouTube? Were they hesitant? What was the vibe? They were just like kind of, just kind of going with the flow. Okay. I know sometimes they would be like, uh, nah, don't put me in that video. Like, <laughs> nah, don't don't record me and stuff like that. And they would, sometimes they'll be like, what are you doing? Like, why are you oh, recording right now? And I'm like, look, it's for the vlogs. Just relax, it's for the vlog. But eventually, like, they started to see the impact. Like, they were like, whoa.
whoa, 18,000? Like, whoa, what's going on? Like, my mom was like, People wow. coming up to you? <laughs> yeah, like, you're really helping out that many people. And they started to see, you know, like, that I was actually doing something with my channel. And mm -hmm. they were they were all for it. They were already all for it. But it was just like, they were more open to it. Now that they saw, like, what I was trying to do, they were like, oh, oh, that's what we're doing now? Okay. I see you. I see you. <laughs> that's for sure. Okay, so when you first started what did you start off with and how does it compare to like what you're working with now like in terms of like equipment and software yeah so in terms of equipment i was filming on my phone i'm sure like you know that's what a lot of people do they film on their phone and i think i had like an iphone 6 i think and i was just making videos off of there and i was editing on my windows because i don't have a mac at the time i had just this windows and i was editing off of movie maker so it's really old, really outdated, but I made it work. And I was just doing videos off of there. And then as I like progressed, like towards like the end of high school, I got a camera on my own because I'm not just into like videography and making videos, I'm also into photography. So I decided to go ahead and invest in a camera. And that was honestly one of the best purchases that I made because it was just so for me, like, I was making videos, I was taking pictures. This is like a great investment. So I had a job, I was working at Jump Juice at the time, and then I got a camera. And then eventually, you know, like in this quarantine, I got like better lighting. I got like a ring light. And that's just pretty much it. I've just been going along as I go, just get different equipment that has been helping me out. And yeah, it's been history ever since. Nice, nice. Okay, so do you have any special projects coming up that we should be on the lookout for? Well. As in terms of like CS, um, I do want to get more creative in how I'm building things and stuff like that. And I'm really into app development. So mm -hmm. I'm really excited to start working and, you know, on outside projects, um, outside of school and just making, you know, different applications. I really want to tap into that. And in terms of YouTube, honestly, I have so many plans for YouTube. It's just a matter of like how it goes. And I'm just going to play it by every experience and just see like, where it, where it leads, but I have so many ideas. Like it's honestly endless of what I could do and how I could help people with YouTube. But it's just a matter of just seeing, you know, how I grow, where I lead. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so we're gonna end off our episode with answering a couple questions from Instagram. Thank you guys for submitting some questions for Kazim. It really meant a lot. So let's hop into them. So someone asked, how do you keep coming up with content? and also being an amazing person slash friend. Wow, thank you so much. Wait, who was that? Emma. Oh, thank you, Emma. Shout out to Emma again. Look at that. Shout out to Emma again. Um, thank you so much. Uh, coming up with content, honestly, I just play by ear. Like, I just think, like, you know, what can I do? What's going on in my life right now? What can I put out like for example it was you know sort of back to school season i wanted some new shoes got some new shoes i was like look i can make a video of this mm -hmm. so it's just sort of like what's going on in my life and how can i make that into content so that's how i stay creative and then also i'll just be chilling in my bed one day and i'm like oh this will be a good youtube idea and i'll just write it down in my notes one thing i always do is if i get an idea i put it in my notes so i don't forget it so i don't lose it and i just have that and i can keep building off of that so thank you so much. I really appreciate that question. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so um, someone else asked, how has it been adapting to living on your own? So I'm assuming when you're at UCI and how are you balancing school slash activities? 
So honestly, I feel like I've always been pretty independent. Like literally ever since middle school, I've been sort of like, you know, on top of my stuff. So like sort of going into college and living on my own, it was kind of like nothing new because I was already sort of doing that on my own and making sure that like my life was intact. So um, as far as like getting involved with like different activities, it's just a matter of just putting yourself out there and stuff and just reaching out for those different opportunities. And that's just pretty much what I've been doing like at school and just getting involved in different clubs. I mentioned Nesby earlier. I'm also in this Google Developer Student Club and, you know, BSU, um, NSA, just different stuff like that, that revolves around my major, what I want to do, my lifestyle. And I just continue to grow from there. Thank you for that question. For sure, of course. And of course, Jada said, be my friend. <laughs> so <laughs> now some people wanted to be your friend. Um, um, we also have another question. It says, what were his favorite and least favorite things about growing up in Riverside? Ooh, growing up in Riverside, I feel like um, just typical struggles that a lot of people face. Um, once again, just not a lot of, you know, people of color, not a lot of um, black people. So it's just sort of adapting to that um, and just finding your clique, finding people who you um, actually relate to. But honestly, like since I was a kid, um, I've always had that small community of black friends that I really, you know, hold dear and I really, you know, mess with. So that's never been really anything too um, um, hard on my life or anything like that. But it's also like one thing about Riverside is like, you know, that it is sort of, you know, um, more of a racist city in a way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, you could be at the store and it's just like you'd be getting looks here and there. And it's like, whoa, like, what's going on? Yeah. But I've, I've dealt with that even up until this point, And I'm sure it's just how it is. But, yeah. you know, that's just something that I've kind of just adapted to and kind of, you know, maneuvered my way. Just, it's, yeah, it's a struggle, but I definitely can agree with you. You go to the store. It's just like also the area that we live in. It's like a red area. You know, people yeah. are very kind of set in their ways, but we have managed to live here and honestly make some really good friends. So I'm yeah. thankful for the friends that I've made and some of the connections. So it's been awesome. But thank you, Kazim, for coming on the podcast. I had so much fun talking with you. Is there any, like, words of wisdom that you want to leave us with? Like, what do you want to close this episode out with? Um, well, first of all, thank you so much, Allison. This has been a dope experience. This is my very first podcast that I've ever recorded with anybody, and I'm so glad I was able to do it with the Locals podcast. Mm -hmm. um, any words of um, wisdom that I have for you guys, just keep pushing. If you guys have anything out there that you guys want to do, something that you're passionate about, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's all over the media. But if, you know, you're into art, you're into creating, you're into making videos, anything like that, just keep pushing, just keep doing it, just mm -hmm. keep at it, stay motivated, and just, um, you know, continue to work hard and do the best that you can. And I'm sure your hard work will pay off in the end. You know, I'm still I'm still going at it with this YouTube channel just for fun. It's something that I love to do. But, you know, you never know where it may lead. You just have exactly. to see it through. You know what I'm saying? So just That's keep at it. That's the truth. Well, I want you to plug everywhere that people can find you. So the YouTube, Instagram, all that. For sure. So YouTube, Instagram at Zim the Dream. You guys can subscribe to my channel and you can follow me on um, Instagram. Those are my two platforms that I'm really heavy on. Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm not as heavy on Twitter, but I still be tweeting every now and then. 
at Kazim underscore Salam. And yeah. For sure, for sure. And as you guys already know, I'm going to have him all over the locals Instagram when his episode goes up. We will be promoting Kazim. We stand Zim the dream over here. So I hope you guys. You know what I'm saying? Yes. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe if you did. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye. Peace out.